on SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Ah, yes, it's Monday nights and it's a couple of minutes after six o'clock, and that means it is time once again for Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's all for Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Bit of a different feel to Tiger Time tonight as I welcome in Jack Revolt because it's a pre-game Tiger Time. Jack, good evening. Hello, Jackie boy. How are you, mate? Hey, excellent. I was just saying this is a um, bit of a different Tiger Time tonight because it's a pre-game Tiger Time. Well, I'm calling it selection night tonight. <laughs> it's the night before the game. The team hasn't been released, so we will get that to the listeners at 6.20 when it drops uh, for all to uh, all to see and all to hear. So we'll have the changes for... Not only the Tigers, but, of course, the Brisbane Lions, who are mm. tomorrow night's uh, opponent. But there is plenty on the plate tonight for discussion. And, I mean, who would have thought that we are having a show the night before a game on a Monday leading into a Tuesday game? It is season 2020, I suppose, summed up in, in one sentence, really. Yep. Um, and also, the other thing that we uh, that can't go past is that we're going to be playing again on Saturday. So uh, yeah. we are backing up off the short break. The lines are off the off the four day break as well. So um, I'm looking forward to, to seeing the teams and and seeing how we're going to line up uh, tomorrow night at Metricon. One three hundred seven three six seven three six to join Jack across the hour on the phone or oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Now you did mention, uh, and we will talk about last uh, the last game against the Bulldogs, which feels like forever ago now. But you did mention it's selection night tonight. What does Jack Revolt normally do the night before a game? Well, I don't usually do a radio show, so this is <laughs> something slightly new to to my uh, pre-game ritual. No, but it's a, it's a quirky place, a football club. Uh, on an away trip is probably where I've seen it more than anything else. At home, everyone can sort of go away to their houses and hide away and do as they do and, and, and have their own little ritual or routine. But over the last sort of month of being in a hub, I've started to notice a few things of, of guys who like to have a certain type of drink. Oh, yeah. Um, also, players are pretty particular with what they eat the night before and even sleeping the day of the game and, and getting themselves ready for a night game versus a day game. So there's, there's plenty of little quirks. But one quirk that – well, not a quirk. It's a ritual that um, has been at the Richmond Football Club since I was there on day dot. And that is after the captain's run, uh, no matter where we play – Chicken and corn soup is always served, and every player gets up there into the players' room and has the chicken and corn soup, right? And then heads off, uh, and not to be seen again until the till they arrive at the ground for the game. But chicken and corn soup, and we even have a halal version for Basher, so he comes up and has the chicken and corn soup too. So there you go. It's a small little, I suppose, a small little ritual that every player goes through and has in my time at the Richmond Football Club. I reckon this could open Pandora's box. Let's get stuck into it. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen on the text or one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jack, I reckon it doesn't matter. Doesn't matter what level you've played at, whether you've played at your level, you've played local footy, you played junior footy. I reckon everyone had some sort of pre-game routine the night before with what you ate or what you did. I reckon. This is going to take us some very interesting directions in the next little while. There'll be some fascinating pre-game rituals. Have you always been a chicken and corn soup man? Or back in the Tassie days, was there something a little different? No, no, Tassie days was, was, was considerably different. Um, <laughs> chicken and, the chicken and corn soup is dietitian approved. So yeah, that's, okay. It's certainly, um, 
Well, it's, it's taken a few different turns. John Vickery, uh, Tyrone Vickery's dad, who was our boxing coach for a while down at the football club, he, he sort of grabbed hold of the handles of it and became the, oh, I suppose, the chicken and corn chef. He didn't serve anything else but chicken and corn soup and he was, he was added a few things in, a <laughs> bit of chilli, a bit of this, and sort of turned a few blokes off. So we had to get back to the, the tried and true recipe. But one thing I can always remember... I played for a, a very successful football club in Tasmania called the Clarence Football Club. And Thursday night, when uh, 15, 16, 17, 18, all through those years, I can remember Thursday night's dinners were always sorted down at the football club. You'd go out and you'd train, whether you were training with the 19s, the reserves or the ones, and you'd come off the track and you'd have a $2 pie, oh, maybe yeah. two, yep. and a can of Coke to wash it down. So that was dinner <laughs> on a Thursday night. Two nights out from a game, but that was selection night as well. And I can clearly remember the first night I ever got selected to play ones at Clarence when I was 15 years old. And I was so wrapped because it was 50 bucks pay, and that, that's... We've just had Jack Sline go down a little bit there. We're just having a couple of slight issues at the hub tonight, so we'll see if we can just get him back in just a moment. But you get the gist of where we're going. 0433 98 11 16 on the text or 1300 736 736. Pre-game rituals, the things that you used to do before a game, whether you're a young fella and it was always uh, mum's roast the night before, it was pastoral, whatever it may be. 0433 98 11 16 on the text and 1300 736 736 on the phone. A little later on in Jack Rewalt's Tiger time, Justin Lepich will be joining him. as his two-time, two-time in Tiger of the Week, I should say, with Richmond taking on the Brisbane Lions tomorrow night. There is one game to come tonight as well. You'll hear that game on SEN. Port Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs at the Adelaide Oval. There are some showers around and a... Uh, a forecast top of about 12 degrees as well. So it could be a brisk and slightly wet night at the Adelaide Oval. We'll have that game for you very, very shortly. In the meantime, in fact, I think we might. I can hear him in the background. He's back on again. You've got me back. You with us? You've got me back. I've, sorry, I've dropped out there with a little bit of an internet connection. But um, no, uh, where were you, Jack? You've got to keep going. No, no, we're talking pre-game rituals. And Brendan from Horsham's got a pre-game ritual of his. one 736 736 to get involved. G'day, Brendan. G'day, boys. G'day, Jack and Jack Rewalt. Hi, Brendan. Funniest thing I've ever seen, Jack Rewalt, was when you did that little skit with when you were the the um, junior kid at tri- answering questions about being a kid on the um, before the at halftime. I forget what it was, but yeah, you were funny there. But when I grew Thank up, you. yeah, when I grew up, when I was eighteen, nineteen, twenty. We had a steak the night before, and then we'd have bacon and eggs, and we'd be eating all this stuff. And now all you guys eat is pasta. <laughs> <laughs> it was weird. The steak we couldn't run around because we had so much food in our guts. <laughs> well, I think uh, the great KB used to Jackie Boy used to have. Um, he was always a fish and chips man the night before a game. Ah, so, yes, he was. Yes. yes, he was. Yeah, he was. Not absolutely. great for hair growth, fish and chips, but make you a pretty decent player, apparently. <laughs> is that where he went wrong, was it? Is that why it fell out, because of the fish um, and chips? I don't know how fish and chips go down at the moment <laughs> with our current dietitian, but the one thing that the, the positive that has happened up here is that our uh, head of performance has brought his family up, so he's actually been moved to a different hotel because our families are at a different hotel. So ah. I've been indulged. We just got a slight issue with Jack's line, as you can tell there. So, in the meantime, as we get Jack sorted out, let's go back to last game. I would normally you'd normally say last week, but 
Last game and the Tigers win over the Bulldogs. High ball forward, so first good look at Revolt and Lynch. Oh, he's got a check. That is a really good pack mark. One-on-one chance, Dusty's going to be too strong, too good. That is a nightmare for a defender right there. Well, we're just seeing a whole range of kicks into the forward line. He's going to go, he's going to go, Richo. He had that look at his face, Dusty. Mark, goal! And the Tigers have kicked three in a row. And it's been paid. Now Martin, he's got space. He always does something good in this situation. Takes on Williams, sets over home. Dusty's got a couple. To the top of the square, Chole, good spot. Oh, beautiful hands. Chole at the back. Bulldogs defenders fly everywhere. Chole picks it up. Can he think his way through it? And he finds Castagna with an intelligent pass. Cotchen releases it to Pickett. He's a chance on the left foot. That's a classy finish. Fist it away, Martin. Look at the power through the hips. Almost untackable. Got a little one-two. What can the champ do? He's had a pin for the boundary line. Good looking at ten. Oh, Dusty, you are a freak. Dominant win by the Tigers. 13-12-90 to the Bulldogs. 7-7-49. We'll talk more about that game very, very shortly as well. Just before the break, as I did mention, we've got a slight issue with Jack. He can hear us. He's just having a bit of trouble getting his voice from the hub back to us in the studio. But we'll get that out very shortly. Josh is in Bendigo. Josh, Jack can hear you, so tell us about your pre-match ritual. Hey, mate. How are you? Good. Yeah, so I used to, um, in the in the lounge room, I used to lay out a, like a version of myself just with the clothes. So you'd put the jumper down, the shorts, <laughs> the socks, the, the boots and the mouth guard, and then it was all there ready to go in the morning, get, get up, get dressed out in the lounge room and go off to footy and kick some snags. Oh, I love it. Love it. See, it's that sort of ritual stuff that stays with you forever. I don't know if you still do it now, Josh, but it stays with you forever, that sort of stuff. Justin Leppard's still to come and a whole lot more on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life, brought closer to you. On SEN. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time, all for Swintopia. Great supporters of this show and the Richmond Football Club, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. You can find out more at Swintopia to express and experience student life unrestricted. Jack, I think we might have the gremlins in your line sorted out now. Let's hope they are sorted oh, out because I've dropped out a couple of times there. I don't know what the internet's like up, up here in Carrara, but uh, no, a few technical issues, but we, we move on. Like a game of footy, Jack, you That's might it. lose a few early and then got to steady yourself and we've still got 40 minutes to go and, of course, the teams are dropping in five minutes, which uh, is exciting to see how the Tigers will line up for the blockbuster, I suppose. It's probably... Jack mentioned the teams are going to drop very, very shortly, so we'll have them for you here on Tiger Time. Uh, the joys of live radio. This is this just absolutely superb. So as soon as those teams drop, we'll have them for you. Plus, still to come tonight, it's Port Adelaide and the Western Bulldogs at the Adelaide Oval. Final teams for that game coming up very, very shortly as well. And then the round rolls into a doubleheader Wednesday, a doubleheader Thursday. And as Jack mentioned, it'll be a couple of days. And then the uh, the Tigers will be back into it again. And this is what we're doing on the backup of these short seasons at the moment. one 736 736 on the phone. 0433 98 11 16. We'll get Jack back up very, very shortly. As you can imagine, it is, it is Jack's show. I'm just here to make sure that he's all good. And 
When he's not here, it does make things a little bit challenging. Off the text, 0433981116. We've been talking about pre-game rituals. And this one, two sausage rolls for lunch before a 2pm game. Never missed for a decade. Mark says the first kick on game day was always the non-preferred left foot kick. That's an interesting one. It's a different one. The first kick on game day was always the non-preferred left foot. Some people roll through the banners last or had their own sort of rituals, but to have your first kick on game day being on the non-preferred, fascinating. Greg from Mitcham, uh, we'll say that to a little bit later. Greg and Simon from Northcote says, pre-game ritual back in the 80s, 12 potato cakes, carbo-loading meets delicious, and this one also, 40 pots. I don't know that that's the pre-game ritual that you're probably after. I don't think that's the, the ideal pre-game ritual, but... We'll put that in the mix all the same. And this one too, my pre-game ritual back in the 80s from under 12s onwards was to to, uh, to eat a heap before a game. So there you go. Some different rituals. While we get the Gremlins sorted out, we've done it the old-fashioned way. We've got Jack on the phone. How are we going now, Jack? We're going good. We're going We're going better now that we're on the phone. The, uh, <laughs> the radio machine, I think it was only a three-episode radio machine because it's dropped out, <laughs> Jackie boy, and... Um, yeah, no, it's fair to say uh, I am um, yep, sweating a little bit. Hopefully the phone doesn't drop out here. We can continue on because I am joined by, well, I've decided this week, Jack, to combine uh, the, the two-timing Tiger with our uh, Richmond Inner Sanctum person, mm-hmm. and, and that is Justin Leffitt. He's played, uh, obviously, for the Brisbane Lions. Uh, he's had a couple of coaching stints at uh, Richmond and a couple of coaching stints at the Lions, and we're going to give this a crack over a loudspeaker. So, Leffer, I will introduce you because you've got a fairly decent resume. Three-time Premiership player, three-time All-Australian. You won a BNF for the Lions in 1999. You're an assistant coach at the Lions 07 to 09. You've been a Tigers assistant coach in Dimmer's first year in 2010 into 2013. You headed back to Brisbane for 2013 to 2016 as the head coach, and you returned to Tigerland in 2017. And what a year it was, 2017. Mate, you know these two clubs probably better than anyone, I would have thought. Yes. Um, I must say that, yeah, it's weird being in the game nearly 30 years and you've been in only two clubs. Um, it's quite quite bizarre. Um, I'm at the Lions, Tigers and Bears. Oh my! They're the three <laughs> clubs because <laughs> they were in the early days. Brisbane were the Bears, so uh, in the in the bad old Bears days. So yeah, it's been been around a while, buddy. Now you've you've played obviously you've coached the Lions as a as a senior coach, but um, spent more years as an assistant and, and years at the Tigers have been as an assistant. And a lot of people would look at you and 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 see you as that big centre half back type. So it would always have assumed that you coached the backs, but you actually coached the forwards in two thousand and seventeen. Uh, how different is it coaching the forwards versus coaching the backs? Um, well, basically, you're coaching people. That's the, the it was very difficult year that year because I had this, particularly two seven, I had a very uh, ambitious and um, quite forthright uh, leader in two seven in the forward line. Um, <laughs> quite quite big head. No, 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 sorry. Uh, but look, it was a very interesting mix, as you know, Jackie, because you were there. It was you you alone as the, the standalone veteran almost and, and a bunch of kids. So that was quite odd. And I've never coached forwards before, so what a mix. Um, uh, all, all I really knew, what I liked about looking at it from the other end of the ground is I'd like forwards that, that could pressure and 
um, and keep the ball down there. So that's about the only um, experience I had, apart from my years of experience. Um, but yeah, and what a year it was. And don't sell yourself short because you were the leading hockey kicker for the line. You do remind us constantly that was your, that was your that was your I suppose catchphrase of 2017 that you did kick 194 goals. That's right. The lines and twice leading goal kicker 97, mm-hmm. 98. Do you who, did you start back and end forward or did you start forward and end back? And who booted you from the forward line to, mm-hmm. to push you down and back into the back line? Well, as a junior, I was a ruckman. Um, uh, and I was 190 centimetres at the age of 15, and then I stopped growing. So that, that dream was really quickly over. Um, so I had to go somewhere else, and I actually played in the under-18 year, all, all positions. Um, so I don't think Brisbane knew what they were getting when uh, they did recruit me. So the first few years were spent all over the place. But um, after when John Northey got on the, you know, was the coach, I played more forward, and yeah, as you said, you know, got the leading goal kicker. But then Lee when uh, Lee was the one who kicked me to the back line. And that was because we had Alistair Lynch, Jonathan Brown, Daniel Bradshaw. Um, we had already had a heap of tools, so someone had to go back. Oh, yeah, so you, uh, they were pretty decent, those. No, they were bad, yeah. Thought. Alistair Lynch, obviously a great Tasmanian there. It's Ruben Norby, coach of the Tigers. He was in the famous uh, spot yeah. with Robert Walls. Yes. What, what was he like as a coach? Uh, Swooper was like, so we had Wolsey, I had Wolsey first, which is like a, a drill sergeant coach, yeah. Uh, and then I had Swooper, which is like your granddad coaching you. Uh, quite funny. One of, one of my great memories is uh, Swooper. Uh, one of the first nights he invited myself and uh, Nathan Chapman and Trent Bartlett, who, who played that year over to his house, and he just kept throwing beers in front of us. I was so shocked, and, and by the end of the night, um, had a few too many, and we all stumbled home. So that was, a, that was the first uh, first thoughts on Swoopers. But he just wanted everyone to be have fun and be you know be that lovable sort of coach. So. Um, yeah, it was it was a real release of energy after the Woolsey times. Uh, and just, uh, I know we've been talking to fans here, um, an update that Nick Vlosten is in for the Tigers. He's come in. Uh, Oleg Markov has gone out. Uh, that's a that's a pretty big in for us uh, to get to get Tigger back. It is, and it's a sad out as well because Oleg was going really well last week, and you know. He's probably in the, in the space where he wants to build his career as well. So um, hopefully we've got a four-day break, Jackie. So hopefully Oleg's back on the horse and needed soon and we're going to have to manage his time as well. Well, I'll phrase tonight as selection night because it's not usually we'd have a show on a Monday leading into a, a, a Tuesday game, sorry, um, and told a couple of stories off the top about what selection night was like for me as a young fellow growing up. What, what was it like for for you? The, did the Lions have something special than a night of selection or do you have a pre-game ritual or food or, or anything you used to do before you play a game, because you did play, let's say, 20 years ago. Mm. Um, things were a little bit different there, as you mentioned, with Swooper throwing beers in front of you. What, what was the night before a game like for you? No, we didn't have anything planned per se. Um, you know, we, we did a lot of social nights outside, though. Um, so we probably have four or five social nights a year when I was playing uh, for, for the Lions. But no, not the game before, the night before, is everyone... Lee used to always say, well, it's your own 24 hours. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, you know, he, he used to make you leave everyone alone in the last 24 hours before a game so, and then and let you do your own thing. One thing I did know, I hated being in the public space for some reason. Like if Christy wanted to go for dinner the night before a game, I just couldn't do it. I just got, got ag- Well, I just got agitated. I just felt like I shouldn't be there. I just I used, to, I used to get a bit short. Um, so, yeah, so that was one thing I knew I, I didn't like to do before a game. Yeah, and... We all mentioned the Lions change as well. Jack Payne has come in to make his debut with Grant Birchall coming out, being managed 
for the Lions. What what is selection like now for for um, an AFL side? Take it take us through. Well, obviously, we picked the side today. Um, had a fairly decent idea through through the week, but how much time actually goes into it, and and what sort of say does everyone get in in the selection criteria? Uh, no, we, we we get obviously get a say in our lines. It's, it's different coaching the backs. Backs, you, we generally have a back seven. Every club tends to have a seven, so it doesn't change. As every other line, you sometimes have two mids that are forwards, sometimes one, something else. So that part can differ. So actually, coaching the forwards is much more stressful on in, in match committee because you always have midfield coaches wanting to play an extra mid and play him just as a forward um, and things like that. So often the debate deba- debates become about how many half forwards are coming up or um, how many forwards and how many mids we're having. But every week it tends to be the backs just you pick your seven. Um, and so for me it's actually quite quite easy to um, quite easy to do most weeks because um, most weeks it doesn't change. Um, Noah Bolt is. Uh, the one that we've spoken about him at length with a lot of the fans on on the show and the listeners on the show and the Tiger Army are, are really coming to grow to love him. What's it like coaching him, and and, and what do you see when you watch Noah Bolter play? Um, <laughs> he's a lot like Rancy, isn't he? <laughs> he's a little bit odd like Alex too, which is quite funny. Um, I could tell a little story. He he didn't really know who Harris Andrews was, which is a bit of a concern. Um, and that was this, this, yeah, is recent, this is recent. Recently, this, is, okay. this is like, um, yeah, before the ball bounced this season. So I thought you were going to say five hours ago. <laughs> no, well, he does now. That after, but I was talking through some of the, you know, who he should aspire to be, and he wasn't quite sure. So Noah doesn't isn't a footy lover, footy watcher, um, whereas Alex is sort of quite intent in, you know, his game. So they have differences like that, but athletically they're very, very similar. Um, he's quite a funny kid the more you get get to know him and um, he's quite quirky uh, but he's got the athletic gifts he probably doesn't realize the strengths he has and how he, he he'd be one of the strongest players in the competition um, and it's sort of taking him a while to find some of the better players to realize that so I think now his confidence starting to grow so we'll look out yeah you, 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 well, you, you, have, you have been touted as the man that, that molded Ramsey into the player he is and Alex has attributed a lot of his growth and his success into the tutelage of you. Is it is it a similar path that you're taking Noah down or is it a bit of horses for courses? Because there is some differences in them. They both are very athletically gifted. Do you have do you have an idea on, on what you need to do to make Noah Bolter the, the best player he can be? Um, look, it's, t- times are different 10 years on. Uh, I've spent a lot of one-on-one time with Alex. Um, he, he probably needed that more than Noah, funny enough. Um, but it wasn't just him, it was Grimesy as well. And Dave, they're all young boys at the time. It was probably because Alex turned into the All-Australian. But it's funny, he become... Maybe I was there with his growth cycle, but Alex become his best when Ben Rutten was coaching him um, when I was at Brisbane. That's when he was at the peak of his powers. But I guess Ben got the finished product <laughs> that I had to do. So he did the early work. He just polished the diamond. Yeah, well, probably. And, and that's where Ryan Ferguson's come into our club. And he, he's done a lot of work with... Ryan Garthwaite and Ben Miller and Noah and these guys as well. So the difference is it's it's not just myself um, teaching now. I've got Ferg with me and, and he's done a lot of the heavy lifting as well. So uh, it's more a 50-50 split, whereas back then you, you definitely were the, the one and only doing the job. I want to get a, a bit of insight into um, a couple of other guys that are that are relatively new in the back line, and that is Liam Baker. Now, I say relatively new, but he played in the, in the Premiership last year. Uh, and Derek Egmolesi-Smith. For the people out there that don't know, what, 
I probably have only seen very, very small snippets of Derek. Where's his upside? Because he, he looks a player, doesn't he? He looks like a perfect replacement for Basher. Sorry, Basher, you're not getting replaced yet or anything like that. We still love you. Um, but when you, I think when you do your list manager of a group, you tend to go, who's going to slot in for this guy, what he's done? When Who's the next one coming through? Um, and it's great because Derek was always probably on the fringe this year. So we feel like we've found a player, even though he's been here for three years. We feel like we've found someone who could be here for another 10. So that's the exciting part. And I think he's feeding off that energy as well. So um, I was at Brisbane when Steph Martin, same thing happened to Steph Martin. He's a 10-year player. We thought maybe nine years, whatever it was. And we thought maybe it's the end. He's been around the footy journey. And um, he got an opportunity. And ever since then, he's been one of the superstar reckoning of the comp. So it can it can happen at any age. And I've, I've seen it happen. But I'm hopeful this this moment and what's happened this year with COVID has probably given Derek the chance that he needed and the opportunity and he's he's grabbing it. Um, Hub Life, uh, we've spoken to a few players now about what it's like being a player inside Hub Life, but obviously coaching's completely different. Um, how have you found it being around the players more than you usually would? And do you think that um, that could increase, uh, I suppose, development time? Like really, is it, is it good that you're in Noah's back pocket basically 24-7 and you're able to constantly be telling him stuff or do you get sick of us sometimes? I don't think anyone likes being told 24-7 what, <laughs> what to do, but what are that, that definitely has helped. So, for instance, now I'm straight after a game, let's be Monday night here, I'll be, I'm able to go through all the tapes and go through in more detail and sit with Grimesy and Noah and sit together and things you can do that, that you can't do from Monday to Friday um, and probably won't be able to do going forward given the, the hours that the players are at footy clubs and the attached time you can actually hands on time you can get. So that's been awesome. Um, and and not not only that, just even just before sitting around the the fire pit out here, just you know chilling the fat with the boys, all those sorts of moments are, are terrific as well. So um, it's good to have the family on quarantine as well too, because it was a full month as you meant, we sort of without them. So um, I actually did some homeschooling today and died. So I was like, oh no. I forgot. I forgot how bad this was. So Christy and the girls obviously are obviously up here now. They've done the two weeks quarantine. Yeah. So you're, you're homeschooling now out of the yeah. hotel, is that right? Well, I had, we sort of finished by about lunch today. So I did the second half of the day and gave Christy a chopper with Emily and to do the grade five. And I was like, oh, man. I was getting, I was sweating. I was really, you know, you could sit there in front of 100,000 crowd and try and work your way through a game plan. No worries. But then do grade five homework and be sweating. You know? <laughs> it's, it's crazy. Uh, final question, Lev. Uh, your relationship with Demo, they're, they're, was it a key reason for you coming back to the Tigers after going up to the Lions and, and coaching coaching the ones up there? It's probably not something that you see a lot of people do, return to a, a footy club after they've had it one stint there as an assistant coach to come back. But what's it like coaching under Dimmer? Um, well, we've, we're very similar uh, in a lot of ways. Uh, very different in a lot of ways. We, we probably look at the game the same, but approach it from a completely different angle. And I don't know if that makes any sense or not. But um, So we kind of complement each other as well um, in other ways. But the big thing with, with Dimmer is that they wanted me back. Not just he, Tim Livingston, and the, the group around um, to help, which is the most important thing. No one else really wanted me at the time. I was a bit on the scrap heap. But, um, so, so that was the big part of it as well. And also, I wanted to come back to help the guys out, like yourself and Rancy and the guys that actually... And, and to finish the job. I think that was a bit of that as well. That were the two main reasons. And, and if it wasn't that, I would have probably not been in footy. That would have been 
um, the only other option. So it's funny, isn't it? Sliding doors of the game and where you end up. And, and now we're here again and we're in Queensland in COVID. Far out. For the Queensland Tigers. Well, Jack, it's uh, obviously uh, a bit of a different coach's corner tonight's host plus with, with Leffa, Justin Leppich joining us um, up here in the hub via the telephone. Uh, we're sitting around just having a, a good old <laughs> chat, but a, a man that uh, I think has been pivotal in not only the 2019 Premiership, but the 2017 one and the development of our, our young players left. So thanks for joining us, mate. No, it's Jackie. You play well this week. There we go. Am I picked? I think so. Uh, Let me check. There we go. I've, I've been picked for this week, Jack. Well, that's good news. That's always nice to hear. Justin Lepich was with us in the Coach's Corner for Host Plus, proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. Host Plus, we go with you. More on the other side of this. Stay with us. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Monday night footy, not too far away, but it is Jack Rewalt's Tiger time. For Swintopia, they are the best of Swinburne and it's life brought closer to you. 0433981116. You can join Jack on the text. You can also join him on the phone on 1300 736 736. How are we going now, Jacko? We've gone with... Line, phone, and Zoom, all in the one hour. We're Zooming now, so um, <laughs> it doesn't do well for radio. People can't see me, but uh, hopefully this is our best form of communication, Jack, for the next, what have we got, 20-odd minutes before uh, before 7 o'clock tonight. And, of course, um, footy frenzy again, a game tonight, which is exciting. And then Tuesday night football, the Mighty Tigers taking on mm. the lines. And for the people that might have missed uh, the in for Richmond, uh, Nick Loston, um, who we spoke about in last week's show and how important he was. Uh, he was the one that was touted to play on Bontempelli when was playing forward, has come back into the side at the expense of Oleg Markov, who certainly uh, didn't do his chances any harm uh, going forward as well. He was he was fantastic last week. So um, probably a little bit stiff to, to go at Oleg, but um, when you get a player of Nick Loston's calibre back into the side, it's uh, certainly one that I know that I'm looking forward to, and, and the Tiger Army will be uh, excited to see Tigger back in the team. Yeah, no doubt. To take us through recent form, I mean, recent form against the Lions, and you go back a long, long, long way, has been really, really good from a Richmond point of view. Yeah, it has. It's um, look, we, we, we've played pretty well against them. We've had a couple of a couple of close games over the the journey there, and then um, obviously the last time we played them was the the final up here at the Gabba, uh, and they probably missed their early chances with some wayward kicking and, and we took ours. And then, um, like we saw on the weekend, a, uh, a pretty sublime Dustin Martin performance um, oh. got us uh, over the line in that final and then onto the premiership in, in 2019. But they, they had the wood on us a little bit before that. We know that um, we probably think that they're, they're the, uh, the, the prime team in the competition at the moment. They've got a few little injuries and we see Birchall being managed again this week um yeah it's going to be uh it's, it's a big week i think for, for for us as a football club we play obviously the lions tomorrow night and then saturday football afternoon football um in south australia against port adelaide it's um yeah it's going to be a a, a a really important week for us and if we can come away with two wins it'd be uh certainly big in setting up uh, the back end of this year. One for you off the text, 043-98-1116. Dan from Croydon Hill says, very happy with the Tigers' progress. The pressure that they put on is elite. 
Bolton looks impressive through the midfield and has supreme speed. Noah Bolter looks very solid uh, down back. Tigers should play finals this year. I think they will. Um, Jack, from a, a player's point of view, I mean, you've been around the footy club a long time, but we do this show every Monday and, and during the week when we talk Richmond as well on this station, the names of Bolton and Boltar get mentioned a lot. I reckon Tigers fans are getting very excited with what they're seeing with both of those boys. Yeah, look, I think Shay's the, the one, and, we, and we've spoken about it at length on, the, on this program about how um, some some people can look at injuries as a, as a bit of a curse, and when you take the names of uh, Edwards, Prestia, Cochin prior to, to, to last week out of that midfield, um, you start looking at, you're looking for your depth, uh, and, and it provides opportunity for guys to come in and actually play midfield time because a lot of kids grow up. Um, and shows a fantastic example of that. They grow up playing midfield, yep. uh, and then due to the fact that he's he's probably slight bodied in nature and and quick, he he he's pigeonholed as a forward and never really got that opportunity to play in the middle as much as we really wanted him to. There's always been guys in front of him to to play, uh, but that opportunity that's been provided to him via injury, I I think that um, as a senior player and um, and I think Richmond fans would look at this and go, well, we've really found a kid here. It's 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 building on that now and him having the belief that, that he can play midfield uh, at AFL level and probably building a tank to play midfield for, for longer periods. Um, so, yeah, it's uh, it's certainly been... Uh, well, those two names, Bolter and Bolton, have, have been two shining lights over over the last month's performances, really. Yeah, no doubt. Now, let's get to the news or one of the news stories of the week. There's obviously a bit happening with the, the team in the build-up to tomorrow night's game, but Damien Hardwick spoke today on Trent and Brooke Cochin. Let's take a listen. Oh, I'm not going to lie. It's been, it's been tough on them, but, you know, as, as Trent and Brooke do, they accept accountability and responsibility. They admit it. They're at fault, but, you know, it's been tough on them. That You know, the situation is we, we live and learn. Everyone's up here trying to do the right thing, but the reality is mistakes are going to be made, and... You know, I think everyone's going to put their best foot forward as best they can, but we've just got to understand that sometimes people are going to get things wrong. You know, it's not through any fault of their own. They just made an innocent mistake, and you know, we're fully supportive of them, and we understand that they've accepted responsibility and we're prepared to move on pretty quickly. So um, from our point of view, it's, it's end of story. Jack, the, the, the rules and the restrictions, how often, um, how often are they changing? Try and take us inside Hub Life if you can. I think the, the breach itself has been documented enough. But just take us inside the, the rules and how often the briefings are. Are they changing all the time? How are you finding it? Uh, you know, they're, they're pretty fluid, the rules. So, um, I mean, we, we can obviously say that now is that last week I couldn't do the show in my own room because I wasn't allowed to have a player in or a person in my actual room due to AFL ruling. But tonight I can get Leopard to come in and, and mm. do the, the show because that one's changed. So they're, they're pretty fluid. But um, I, I think, uh, look, I think um, we, we understand that we're in an extremely privileged position here right now. And then, and um, even more so that's sort of coming down on us, the fact that we, we see what's going home in Victoria and, and we speak to loved ones back in Victoria and understand that it's yeah it's pretty grim back there at the moment. So we're, we're in a really privileged position, and we've got to make sure that we don't have any more slip ups going forward. Because um, one, it's yeah, I, I suppose it's not it's not a great look for the club, and and we don't want to be putting the club under pressure. But we we, we want to also be representing our fans and um, and our members respectfully as well. 
Jack, we always check in on this show each and every week with Swinburne University. They are the proud partners of Tiger Time, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you with Swintopia. Professor Alan Duffy joins you now. He's the Swinburne lead for Space Tech and lead scientist of the Royal Institution of Australia. Professor Duffy, welcome to Jack Rewalt's Tiger Time. Thanks for having me, guys. Welcome, Professor. You're the Professor for Space Tech and Lead Scientist at the Royal Institution of Australia. What is your role at Swinburne? Because it sounds pretty important to me. Yeah, look, I, I think I have more titles than actual activities. But <laughs> yes, at, at its heart, I'm, I'm an astronomer. I, I try to figure out how the universe uh, began, why it looks the way it does. But on a more day-to-day level, I'm actually trying to find uses for our, our astrophysics knowledge and those beautiful satellite images you see from space, in particular of the Earth, how we can use those to help local business and industry back here on Earth. So uh, pretty grounded uh, day-to-day concerns, considering half the time I do spend uh, with my heads way above the clouds sitting in the stars. Now, it is National Science Week. Um, well, it's upcoming to, to National Science Week, and we heard a new app's been developed. Can you tell us a bit more about this app? Yeah, look, this is this is a real uh, uh, passion project. It's been created in collaboration with uh, with Ozgrav. It's called the Science in VR uh, smartphone app. So it's on iOS, it's on Android. You can go download it, and you can explore the solar system, the the Milky Way, and more. You can create colliding black holes, exploding stars, you name it. So head to the website cyber.com.au. S C I V R com.au and you can register for your chance to get a free vr headset even if you don't get the free headset you can still enjoy all of the amazing astronomy uh, using your smartphone during national science week so head on to the site and get involved and for all people out there listening that want to become a student at swinburne what, what can they expect to learn oh, look jack i mean we we do a few things there's 200 degrees diplomas certs across everything from from IT science, things that I do, all the way to design, health, and more. Um, I think the key is that we have parts of us that, that are using the world's largest telescopes to discover distant galaxies. We, we have people trying to create new materials to revolutionize construction aviation, but we also are proud to have one of the longest-running work-integrated learning programs. We, we put our students into businesses to learn firsthand how to work in a job, in an environment, and gain those skills making sure they can get the best possible jobs. And, and really, that's what we teach them, how to get a good job in a supportive and, and enriching learning environment. That sounds very, now, very... Professor, fa- I, sorry, you, sorry, Jack. I've got on. One, one more, Jack, for a professor. Have you, have you got, are you a Richmond supporter? Do you know Dustin Martin? I, I know Dustin. I was about to say I'm actually a Hawks fan. But anyways, yeah. <laughs> I know. Can you, can you explain to the Richmond supporter there, there the astrophysics behind the Dustin Martin fend-off? Can, can, we, can we figure out how that works? Is there astrophysics in it? It, it defies physics, I have to say. It, really, it should not be working like that. But no, I think I think it's messing uh, around with gravity somehow. That's all I can say. I think you've answered that one well, very thanks nicely. Thanks for joining us, Alan. Professor, thanks for being with us. Thanks for having me, guys. Professor Alan Duffy, the Swinburne lead for Space Tech and lead scientist of the Royal Institution of Australia. We'll come back and wrap it up. We'll take a look towards tomorrow night's game. Going to be an absolute belter as well. And it's not too late to get your texts into Jack. 0433 98 11 16. It's Tiger time for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you.
SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Tiger Time on SEN for Swintopia every Monday. It's the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you. You can join Jack Revolt. We've got a couple of minutes before we finish up. And Monday night footy starts 0433 98 11 16. This one for you off the text, Jack. Uh, ask Jack, this is from Ray, how many goals he's looking forward to kicking this week? He kicked the first goal last week, uh, but was still not to kick the last one as well. Are you, are you loading up for a bag this week? No, I think I was, I think it's been doing was stiff not to kick the last one. Last oh, week. yeah, sorry, stiff. I feel like yep. I'm absolutely robbed, Jackie boy. I'd, I'd work my butt <laughs> off all week and then. Um, because I, I, I've been playing as well as I would have liked to have been playing. But last week, I think, was a big step forward for me and Lynchy. Um, the big fella snagged a couple, which was which was good to see him back um, at his best um, and, and clearly over the hand issue. And then I just, uh, if the game had gone for one more second, I've, I've been searching <laughs> back through the, the replay to see if there was any misconstrued bounces where we lost a couple of seconds off the clock because it's cost me. It's absolutely cost me a, a, shot on, a shot on goal late. But, um, Look, Ray. Hopefully, um, off the text, I'm, I'm hoping that um, look, 13 to 12 to 13 goals as a team is, is a really good number, and it was good to see us back kicking straight after a um, bit of a wayward performance the week before. So, uh, play my part in that and be involved in it. Um, so, look, hopefully a couple, but we'll, we will see. We will see, Jackie Boy. I thought this one, this came in earlier. You're probably not going to be able to answer this fully in the minute and a bit we've got. But this one from. Uh from one of the Tiger fans. Would love to know of your current teammates, who's the most likely to have a coaching career? It's an interesting question. Oh, that's a great question. Um, oh, I don't really look at them as, as coaches, but um, no, I, I think um, I think someone like a Dylan Grimes could be um, like a more of a general manager type of thing. Yep. Um, and I know Sean Grigger is an ex-player has gone into coaching. He's a fantastic, a fantastic uh, coach and, um, you know, so he, he was the one that I always said definitely would have gone into coaching and has, but um, haven't got a lot of guys at the moment I think are, are that keen. They can see how much work assistant coaches have to do, Jack. It's, it's not glamorous, is it? <laughs> uh, Mick from Ipswich says, uh, I'm up in Queensland working at the moment. I've managed to snag a ticket for the game tomorrow night. I'll be sitting in the top deck on the wing on the outer side. Jack, is there any chance of a finger point my way when you kick a goal? <laughs> Uh, well, I'll try, Mick. I'll try it. Um, you know, it's, I, I want to be bringing the finger point out as much as possible uh, tomorrow night. But it's a, it's a big game. Obviously, we get Blossom back, and and uh, in his one fiftieth as well, which is um, obviously a great achievement. Um, if he hadn't played the premierships, it would have been life membership too. So. Um, no, it's good to, to good to be involved in the milestone games like uh, like Tiggers tomorrow night. And uh, from from a good news perspective as well, as we finish up, Bash is in quarantine. He's set to join the team soon. Toby Nankervis and Dion Prestia have joined training. So, uh, Jack, you've got full access to all of your soldiers coming up in the next few weeks, which is fantastic. So, good luck tomorrow night. You've won the last fifteen or sixteen or something it is against the Brisbane Lions. So, hopefully, for your sake, that trend continues. I appreciate it, Jack, and thanks for getting us through what was a bit of a clunky hour um, electronically and digitally, but we managed to get there in the end, and we've delivered Tiger Time for a fourth week in a row. We're going to sort that out for next week. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, your taste of life at Swinburne, unrestricted. Jack will be back next week, but coming up next around Australia, Monday night footy, I'll be there. Scotty Cummings will be there. Benny Jones to join me for a big game between the Power and the Bulldogs.